0: I am so glad you made it. I'm Natasha Credle, your host, and we are here to discuss all the things that, in my opinion, we don't talk enough about. You're going to leave this episode upgraded, ignited, and deeply relieved. Welcome to Your Expensive Self Podcast. Hello, beautiful community. I cannot believe it's been three months since I've posted my last podcast on this platform. Anyways, we have a really special episode today. And if you don't know already, my partner and I started our own podcast together called Jedi Fam. And we've been posting weekly podcasts on there. And that's basically where I've been hanging out. And if you've been following my journey, whether on Instagram or on this uh, podcast platform, you know that I got pregnant at the beginning of the year. And so right now I am currently 36 weeks pregnant. So we are coming real close to welcoming in our first daughter. And there is so many things to talk about when it comes to pregnancy and my experience, a lot of controversial conversations. A lot of things that I've been seeing differently. There's, yeah, there's a lot to talk about here. And pregnancy has been one of the most liberating things I've ever experienced. And I really didn't expect that. I didn't expect that at all. So this podcast episode is actually a, a podcast on Jedi Fam. I believe it's episode six, and Nick, my partner, has been asking me questions on the pod around pregnancy, around symptoms, around my experience, basically. And we're we're really diving deep into the raw truth of what has happened. What 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 did it feel like for me? What did it feel like for him? what was my experience on a physical level, emotional level, and just to keep in mind that every single pregnancy is different, every human is different, every woman's different, but I really felt like I was being given this experience to share about it, right? If you've been in my world for some time now, you know that I truly believe that my experiences are not mine to keep. So I'm saying that because if I can support... One woman out of this experience today, especially with fears of getting pregnant, or maybe you thought you would never have kids, or you just be the cool aunt because that's what I thought I was going to be. Maybe you've always wanted to have kids and you're having a really hard time, and maybe you're just completely unsure. Wherever you're at, it's okay. It's okay wherever you're at. I feel like I've experienced. Different, you know, versions and dimensions of this experience when it comes to being a woman. And uh, yeah, I just felt like it was it was necessary to share this aspect of my journey. So all that to say that I decided to come back on my podcast and share our episode here. And I'm completely off social media right now. It's been as of Friday this week. So, in two days from now, it's going to be three weeks that I've been completely off social media. I've been resetting my dopamine levels in my brain, which we're going to be doing a full podcast on on Jedi Fam as well. And I'm not working. I'm really taking this time off for myself, which I've never been able to do since I started working at 14 years old, which is insane. And by the way, if you hear someone cutting grass in the background, it is actually happening. And uh, yeah, it feels like a really interesting experience, this whole, whole thing. I've never been able to actually let myself be supported uh, on multiple levels to the point where I'm like really letting go and just allowing myself to be and to experience. My God, there's so much noise happening right now in the background. Car alarms, house alarms, lawnmower, the whole thing. (laughs) And... The only place that I'm showing up right now is on Jedi Fam. Uh, We are very committed to doing weekly episodes. Uh, You know, the last one we just released is on co-sleeping. There's one about Bitcoin. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's called Slave Money Versus Freedom Money. So much value, so much information. And what else, what else, what else? I don't know, We're, we're gonna see what we wanna come up with and talk about, but we're definitely gonna be sharing our birth story there. Uh, we're just like, I don't know. I'm excited for this whole new podcast. This no, this whole new way of being and who I get to become as this new woman that I'm stepping into because realistically after this birth, I will not be the same to do things the same and do my business. The same would be ridiculous because I'm literally so different. Uh, I already feel that change quite a bit. So I'm really excited to be on this journey with you guys and have you on this journey with me and to experience all this together. Um, You know, whether you are looking to get pregnant or not really doesn't matter. I think it's just the idea of deeper embodiment, deeper self-connection, deeper legacy into the world, um, self-responsibility as to what we want to experience yeah the list goes on so I trust that you are definitely one of those people listening to this right now thank you for being here thank you for still being on this podcast and following this podcast Uh, my goal is to definitely be a little bit more consistent you know over after birth uh, with this podcast and doing the changes that we need to do but yeah I'm aware that I have not been consistent it's just been like a little bit all over the place between like traveling and being nomadic for three months and then finding out we're pregnant and then coming back and then moving houses and then getting a dog and, then, and work stuff and like it's just been nonstop, no excuse but I feel like you know I was only able to delegate certain amounts of energy in certain places and I just owned that so right now I got some some space before a baby girl comes so all right, well, enjoy the podcast episode today. If you liked it, if you got anything from it, if you have questions about it, feel free to email me. You can find the email in the show notes. Make sure to leave a five-star review uh, because that really, really supports the show, even on Jedi Fam, to um, boost and find The right people who this information will support, which means a lot, especially as a new podcast. This one's been around for a little minute, but you get what I'm saying. And uh, yeah, definitely would love to hear from you guys in terms of what you got from this episode because it is some raw, raw shit right here. Arm angels, I will see you after. Enjoy the episode.
1: All right, today is October 1st, 2023. Block eight ten one seventy-one, 171, and the price of Bitcoin is 27,131.
0: Is Tash, that higher than last time?
1: Yes. Oh, cool. Tash gave me shit for saying the price of Bitcoin. <laughs> but I'm still going to do it because it matters to me.
0: <laughs> it does.
1: Jedi yeah. Fam podcast episode six. Three, two, one. Hello, Jedi Fam. Welcome back, and thanks for being here. This is being recorded on sacred sunday which is our weekly ritual of taking a day to connect with each other Mm -hmm. to play to record podcasts and i think in general the intention is to spend less time on technology Mm -hmm. more time in real base reality uh, and not to do any work i think that's the big one It's like no work
0: no work even if our work is fun (laughs) sometimes
1: yeah Yeah. it should be play it's a play day yeah Um, So Tash has been pregnant for just shy of 34 weeks and today we're gonna switch it up a bit. And I'm gonna be mostly asking her questions about her experience of pregnancy so far. So it should be a juicy one. (laughs) So, you know, we plan to use this podcast as a way to kind of chronicle our experience as new parents and as ongoing partners Mm -hmm. uh, and to sort of share the way that we're doing things. And why we're doing them that way. That's the important part. It's not to say this is the best way or anyone should do it this way. It's more just to share new ways that we're discovering in our lives um, to go about the experience of life and partnership and parenting. Mm -hmm. And uh, we found out Willow was coming on March 8th, 2023. So, you know, we talked about whether we're parents when we find out there's a baby coming or when the baby comes into the world. And we decided that when you find out you have a baby coming, you're a parent, because yeah. I think, you know, even just watching you be pregnant, you're doing a lot of things to care for yourself because there's more than just you relying on that. So, yeah. So we've officially been parents for seven months whoop, whoop. Um, and I've witnessed Tash on this journey and I think there's a lot of juicy stuff to share about um, how we're doing things differently and the lessons we're learning together. Mm-hmm. So that's what today's about uh before diving in two quick announcements number one you can actually get paid bitcoin to listen to this podcast if you use fountain app so check it out fountain also allows you to boost or stream sats to the podcast if you enjoy these conversations so that was thing number one thing number two uh jedi fam is sponsored by soul freedom so most shoes today mess up your feet soul freedom sells natural footwear and tools to help you restore pain-free healthy strong feet and so if you go to soulfreedom, S-O-L-E, freedom.ca and use the code JEDIFAM, you get 7% off and we receive 5% uh, of what you spend, which supports the podcast and supports our family. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Question number one. And for this first one, I want to kind of zoom out and go with more general stuff before we get more specific to kind of warm up. Mm-hmm. So first question is, what was your perception of pregnancy before you got pregnant it's like part one you can answer you can go as go wherever you want with this and I'll put <laughs> I'll put guardrails down if, yeah. we're, if we're veering too far off the path yeah so that's part one and then part two what have been the biggest differences between your perception pre-pregnancy and your experience to date of being pregnant so what was your perception before you got pregnant of what yeah. pregnancy was mm-hmm. uh, and what have been the biggest differences between experiencing pregnancy and what you formerly thought pregnancy was going to be i'm
0: going to cover part one and then ask me again part two okay when i'm complete with part one because i want to remember clearly so wow where do i even start okay i thought pregnancy was the ultimate like self-sacrificial experience which i guess technically is not far off like you are becoming a host for the growth <laughs> of this. That's a
1: weird way of putting it.
0: <laughs> but it's true, like, as in, like, yeah, but I felt it. Like I, f- I assumed it was very one-sided, meaning, like, I'm sacrificing my body to grow this baby. But I guess leaning into part two, what I realized was that, like, it's actually, it's a benefit to both. It's, like, it's not just for her, like, Willow, It's and it's not just for me, obviously, it's a it's a symbiotic co-creation. Um, so anyways, let me just stick to the-
1: And before that, you thought, just to yeah. clarify, you thought beforehand that it's like, all right, well, I'm writing off nine months of my life oh, yeah. for the purpose like of fucked. building a human. Like I'm
0: fucked, I can't work, gotcha. uh, I'm losing my body, I'm losing who I am. It was all, everything was a loss, basically. Everything, and it's not like, I never really thought about pregnancy that much. Like, I just, I, I had- I was curious about conscious conception, uh, conscious quote unquote air quotes. Uh, what pregnant, is
1: conscious conception?
0: Uh, Like you're not like choosing, like knowing with you and your partner from like podcasts I've listened to or whatever, where with your partner, you're deciding, okay, we're finally ready to welcome a little soul into our lives. And you're, experiences of conceiving are very intentional and you are like creating a little ceremony and like you're talking to the soul of the baby and you're checking with your body and the body of your partner and you're literally choosing to conceive from a place of like basically calling forward the soul of the baby.
1: I wouldn't say that was our experience completely no, but it also <laughs> but it also wasn't the like we were probably halfway there
0: we were i think we were like
1: we had talked about consciously
0: it a lot. conceiving energetically for months because we had right. spoken about willow we had spoken about what that would look like what she would look like what we would look like like it was nothing new it was like we when we found out that i was pregnant it was like oh my God, it's her. (laughs) It wasn't like, I'm not, there was a few times I was annoyed when people were like, you know, projecting their assumptions on me, like with twins or it being a boy the whole time. I was like, I remember March 8th was, which is women's international day. I was like, it's fucking Willow. (laughs) Like I'm three weeks pregnant at this point. And I'm like, it's fucking, it's her. I know it's her and uh so yeah we didn't like consciously conceive physically but we did have that experience energetically i really believe that um so yeah i think my idea was
1: also maybe just the for context yeah uh a month before we found out
0: yeah that was really interesting too
1: we well you can tell it
0: yeah i i was a couple of days late on my period in january And that never happens because my, I'm really regular and I know my cycle really well. And I think actually that's, that's a huge part of, um, conceiving and so easily and everyone has their own issues, but I've spent years detoxing my body and honestly prepping my body for this experience. Like everything that I've done in the last decade now makes sense for the experience I've had in the pregnancy that I've had. And yeah, so, um, my cycle was, I was late a couple of days, which never happens. And it could have been like a lot of things because we were traveling. We had just left Canada. We were, we were leaving for three months and we
1: are living in a house with women. Yes. Which I know that yes, can, that true. can change cycle yeah. timing. Yeah. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. Just hormones and different foods. Like there's so many factors. So I was like, I'm not super worried, but I think my heart like felt, I was like, and there's a few times that where we had sex and we could feel the energy was different, like a little spark. And we're like, uh oh, like, did that just make the make the baby? Like like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, what was like that? you like you could feel the energy was so it was different. And so there I to me I was like, I feel like she's like might be here. Like I don't I just like it, I just I don't know, I felt it. And so I remember telling you and we had the conversation of like, okay, what if I am? What does that look like? How do we feel about it? What's the resistance? Like, what are we gonna do kind of thing? And granted, like this is, you know, six months in our relationship, even though it's felt like I've dated you my whole life and like you are my person. Yeah, it's like, it's six months later, you know? And so I think we just, even though we've had so many conversations about it, we had a really freeing conversation about it of just releasing any and all resistance as to if it was the case, what are we going to do? Like, not in terms of abortion, more of like, what does that look like? How do we feel? What, what truthful honest conversation do we need to have right now?
1: It's like we had to, it it became a reality that we actually had to think through the specific implications of baby coming into this world, into our lives. How do we recalibrate our lives to orient rely on that?
0: Yes. And we're traveling, we're planning to travel for the next two months. So like, how do we feel about that? And like, when we come back, do, do you know? Do we want to stay in the same place? Like there was a lot. Do we want to move somewhere? Like there was a lot of conversation and we released any and all resistance. I, re- I remember that we were at around the pond in my hometown in France. And um, it was just a moment of like peace that I think I've witnessed between the both of us. It was like, fuck, this actually could be happening. And, and okay, like, yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And the next day I got my period <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're like, damn,
0: and I was like, well, damn. Okay. Well, at least we had the conversation
1: right.
0: and the next month we got pregnant.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that was like, the, that was a the, little test run. Yes. I we, feel we like we were te- being tested. For I, sure. it, yeah.
0: Yeah. It was definitely God and Willow just being like, are they cool if she comes through now? Yep. Like, are they ready? Are they ready? Like, it's one thing to say. And again, like, you're never. And that's the other thing that I realized at the beginning, beginning of my pregnancy, because I had, we had a lot of really hard conversations when we found out, right? Like, beyond, like, now that it was actually a thing, I was think I was like, I was scared. <laughs> I was really scared. And when we had all those those hard conversations in that moment, it's it really led me to, to see how, like, I was just like, yeah, we're fucking in it.
1: Use my bark. But my bark. <laughs> That's fine.
0: Um, where was I going with this?
1: So one thing that I wanted to ask you was, you know, before even the, the test happened, yeah. did you have a sense that you're like, I want to be a mother. I feel myself to be a mother. I want to have a child. Like, did you ever, because we talked about it. Yeah. but it was always this thing where it's like later or like maybe down the road, you know. And we got yeah. we got yeah. war- we warmed up to it as we spent more time together, but yeah. it was never like I never really heard you say I want to have a baby. I really want to be a mom. Like that that I desire I never had a desire.
0: Yeah, interesting. I never had a desire. Um it was ne- I witnessed a lot of my girlfriends like yeah, just ha- like having that mom desire and I never experienced that. I actually thought something was wrong with me. I was like, and I and I remember even before meeting you, I was like, I had made peace with like not having kids and like being the cool aunt and being just like that person that so like- So humble. Yeah. The cool aunt. <laughs> yeah, right. What I, well, just <laughs> like the fun aunt who's like the single one, like the shit you see in movies kind of thing. Right. And like, I just like released any and all resistance to it. I was just like, okay, like if this is- if this is my path and that's going to serve me most in this lifetime, why am I going to fight it? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it never felt like I, 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 yeah, I just couldn't picture myself with it for a long time until it would little nuggets here and there with certain people, like a little, a little glimpse, you know, but when you and I got together and like, I remember our first conversation on the phone ever, you, you were asking me about that. Like, do you want to have kids? What came out was yes. And that surprised me because I was like, I want kids. But like, <laughs> damn, I didn't even. Okay. And I think that's why it really matters who you're with. Like I, if I, babe, if I wasn't with you, like, I don't think I would have kids and it's not for you. It's because I'm so excited to experience this with you. And like to have you be the father of my kids is like a full fuck yes, like you're gonna be, and you are such an amazing dad already. Thanks. It's true. Thanks for
1: taking care of Willow.
0: It's you. Welcome. Yeah,
1: it's not. It's not like.
0: I know. I know. We're going pump off. each other's
1: tires the whole time. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, folks. Why?
0: What do you mean? Sorry. I think it's.
1: I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm just saying. <laughs> We have a lot. I have so many fucking yeah. It's true. True. Okay. So going back to original. We're here all Sunday. We need to get to it.
0: Okay. So original question. Going back to that. Okay. I thought it was everything was gonna be lost. This is pre-pregnancy. Like, uh, or let me let me actually just say the moment I found out I was pregnant, all my shit came up. So that's what I really saw when my beliefs, my true unconscious limiting beliefs around pregnancy came up, which was. self sacrificing, my life is over, my body is over, my career is over. My um partying, fun, playful, wild self is over. She's dead. She's gone. That's it. It's game over. Like everything is over, basically. Uh our sex life is over. Our our my experience of living, like my whole year is done. Like whatever I planned gone in the garbage. Like it was so extreme. It was very dark.
1: There was a lot of grieving. I uh, feel like so
0: you- much grieving.
1: I feel like you grieved really hard there was like this in there was like this moment of joy yes. in the first like 10 minutes where yeah. it was like full flood of emotions yeah. all, the, all the good like, chemicals oh that first God. hug it was like yeah. crazy it just kind of washed over us and then the next few days was like oh shit oh fuck this is real yeah and i think the biggest thing i saw you grieve was uh perceived loss full loss of your freedom yes and and sovereignty. that's exact.
0: that's that's what i'm saying it was like it's everything was a loss like there was no gain in my mind from this at all. Like I was just like, oh, I thought this would be cool, but like now that I'm in it, yeah, I'm fucked. Fuck,
1: that was intense. I that remember. Really I intense. literally remember like a couple moments in the in the kitchen there, and I know we were in Cassie. I was like, are in we? France, does yeah. she actually want to do it? Like she's saying she does. Does she? I actually, know. But I like remember what? even
0: telling you that. I remember yeah. sitting you down and like being so scared of having the conversation with you but i was literally i remember exactly where i we was sitting and i told you i said i'm so scared i'm unconsciously doing this to please you hmm. and that was yeah I rem- that was oh me hard god and even saying that was it showed me how i really felt about it because to me looking back the way that i see it is that and a big pattern and yeah okay so, a big pattern in my life has always been like, what does my soul heart yearn for? And then the limitations, which I guess a lot of people can relate to, the limitations of my body and my mind will come in and kind of fuck with it. And then they'll like, they'll like fight each other, they'll like knock heads. And so, my heart and soul knew this was time. And I only realized when we came back to Montreal, so a couple months later. I only realized that when we came back and I'll explain why later in that moment, I was having a really hard internal dialogue with myself, with my mind. My mind was telling me like, no. And, but my, my soul knew like my heart knew like this was it. And yes, I wanted this. So it was just like, yeah, this constant inner battle for like weeks and it was really hard. It was really, really hard. It was, and it's funny. Cause if I, if I, When I did speak to other mothers in the same kind of lifestyle that I live that now have kids, like they're like, oh, that's really interesting. I kind of went through that process when she was like two, when their kids were like two, three years old. And here I am going through it within a month of like finding out I'm pregnant. And I'm just like grieving my entire reality, Um, grieving my maiden archetype, as we call it, you know, the one who has no responsibilities, (laughs) who lives life for herself who, um, has ultimate freedom. And I remember sharing this with my friend Val and who has a one-year-old Mavi. And I asked her, I'm like, cause she, we had similar, uh, stories just in terms of how much we value freedom. And I remember asking her, like, do you feel like you've lost freedom? And she's like, well, obviously priorities change, but whatever I value most in my life prior to mavi prior to baby that's only going to amplify with a baby like it's just going to shine a light on everything you already are or are not and what you value and what you don't value that's it that's all it's going to do and i was like okay well if i really truly value freedom it's never going to leave me it's never gone anywhere it's not a loss it's just going to shape shift according to what life is going to be and it's going to feel different it's going to look different but it's just gonna be amplified in a different way. And the biggest thing too is like, thank fucking God, I worked on my relationship with God for months prior, like really restructure what that felt like for me because the biggest thing that I kept thinking in the midst of my mental chaos was God would not give me anything I'm not ready for. God wouldn't just play. I've never had a pregnancy scare in my life. I don't think it's a coincidence of like, the number one person I meet and that I'm, like, so in love with, so love my life. Everything is so beautiful, so expansive, so everything. Everything I wanted, and then, boom, we get pregnant. Like, not a coincidence.
1: Side note, neither of us are what we would consider religious. No. But God is a big topic, a big sort of guiding light. We're gonna do a whole podcast about God. And kind of like sharing how we view God, interpret God, all the things related to. Um, Okay, so that was your-
0: Pre-conception.
1: Yeah, that was your perception of pregnancy before. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, without, obviously you could talk about this for hours, but what have been the biggest differences that are most noticeable between your perception pre-pregnancy and your experience to date of being pregnant, so the biggest things where it's like, oh shit, I thought it was this, it was not that. Right. I didn't think it was this, and it is that. What are the biggest differences? And I'll have other questions too that double click on that later on. Um.
0: Okay. Biggest differences. I think whatever narrative is normalized in society as to what pregnancy is or isn't in terms of physical experience, personal opinion. Foolish shit. Because do you remember that time when I was like going through TikTok and I was like looking at all these videos of these women being like, first trimester, what you can expect and what nobody warns you about, and there was like all these things around symptoms of like nausea and nausea not just in the morning, like all day long, and like you whatever, like the list goes on. And I remember just watching that and literally not feeling anything prior, and as I'm watching it, I'm starting to feel symptoms, and I'm like that's weird i accepted you oh yeah totally and i was like thank god me again having years worth of work on my connection to myself and my body this feels really weird i'm not this doesn't feel normal so i'm like i i noticed that and i closed it and i was like all right like it took me probably a couple weeks to really really stop doing it but in that moment i decided to not look at anything in terms of TikToks and pregnancy like i was just like no so all this to say that like Yes, I had a good, I was exhausted. That was the biggest thing. I think for my first trimester was that I was exhausted. But note,
1: it, we were also in Nicaragua. We were in the in middle of bed.
0: the jungle, like in intense. a house that was like barely even fully closed off. Like I'm on edge all the time, basically, because my <laughs> my primal instincts are so turned on. And like all I'm thinking about is like food, shelter, water. Are we good? Are we safe? Like I've never felt any of that before to that extent. So that was really intense for me. But I was yeah, I didn't have any of the normal symptoms. So then I started to kind of realize, I'm like, maybe like pregnancy is like a really individual thing. Like, it's not what anyone says it is because it's going to be what it needs to be for me and what my soul needs and what my soul baby is coming here to teach me. So that might look really different. So
1: yeah, everyone has their own felt experience.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And it's not supposed to be the same for everyone. And I think what the slippery thing that people can fall into is saying, well, mine was like this. Therefore yours is going to be oh, like yeah. this. Oh yeah. I heard or, I so much this, of that. So you're wait till you feel this. Oh, the
0: just wait comments fucking hated them so oh much. God. Everywhere I went when we came, when we got back from traveling. So I guess I was just hitting my second trimester and people, when we were like telling people we were pregnant, I was like, Oh, just wait till this. And just wait till that. And I was just like, ah, This is so fucking annoying. I was so annoyed. Um, But in my process of annoyance, it actually helped me to just see what was there for me, and then I it moved. Anyways, going back on the question, so I can like stick to one thing. Um,
1: just one, the biggest one. The biggest difference from what I thought it was to what it was. If you the biggest one, I would say
0: I thought I was gonna lose myself entirely. And what ended up happening throughout my pregnancy is that (laughs) it like liberated me in a way I never knew I needed. Like I didn't know I kept myself stuck in such a way before. Like I didn't know that I wasn't actually free I didn't know I was actually not who I wanted to be. I like, I didn't know any of that. And I don't think I would have ever seen that and felt that if I didn't get pregnant. Cause I saw all the ways I kept myself stuck. I saw all the ways I kept myself small. I saw all the ways and I felt all the ways it wasn't even like just seeing. And I think that's the gift of pregnancy is like, it's such a felt embodied experience. You can't run away from any of it.
1: I didn't have that answer on my <laughs> agenda. <laughs> that was a good one.
0: Willow just like liberated the shit out of me.
1: So interesting that that's the last thing you said because my next question was, you know, you've been saying this a lot. Pregnancy has liberated me. Yeah. But what exactly does that mean? And explain it to me like I'm 12. <laughs> what is... What is what is being liberated mean to you and how how has pregnancy based on your understanding of it right now how has pregnant pregnancy actually been the catalyst to liberate you
0: it's funny all i'm thinking about is that golden buddha thing jewel talked about where we're like all these golden buddhas that are um were hidden by this concrete mud that we can't see and I feel like especially with my background of being in like the personal development healing industry for like 10 plus years I I thought I knew who I was I thought I knew what I really valued I thought I was embodied I thought I was and what does that mean like I thought I was just really connected to myself and I and I just knew. Like I was like, Oh yeah, I know I know who I am. I know what this is. I and I know where I'm going. Like I just like there was this quote unquote knowing, I guess.
1: Like a certainty of knowing who you are. Yeah.
0: Were. And then
1: Well, the question is, did you you thought you knew who you were? Yeah. From what this correct me if I'm wrong. You thought you knew who you were. And then you realize that what who you thought you were actually isn't who you are. But yes. is it that you saw who is it that you uncovered who you actually are, or is it that you changed and you're now a new person?
0: I think it's both. Yeah. I don't think it's either or actually, good way of putting it. Yeah. Because naturally when you find out, when you basically lift the band-aid, because I think what happened is that unconsciously I use personal development and healing as a band-aid over my true self and pregnancy remove that. And I was like, ouch, this fucking hurts. Who the fuck am I? I'm so confused because I had all these notions about who I thought I was that were clearly not it. In like random ways, like example, working out, right? Like I was still a little bit in my zone of like I need to work out because I need to look a certain way. And all of a sudden like I feel so different in my body and I have no energy to work out. And then all my shit comes up of like, if I don't work out, then that means I gain weight. If I gain weight, that means I'm unlovable. That means I am this person, XYZ. But that like leaked into money, work, creativity. Because do you remember first trimester, I had no motivation, no creativity for anything. I was like, what's the point of living? Like, I don't know, like, what, why am I here? <laughs> On like, a
1: couch, Yeah. after having taken a cold shower yeah. naked, starting to sweat again, scorpion running around. Yeah. What is life? Like,
0: what am I doing here? <laughs> what is even the point? I literally have no motivation for anything. Like, I, what is the fucking point? And, you know, my relationship with food changed, my relationship because we couldn't get all the food we wanted in Nicaragua in the jungle. Like, that's some gnarly, like, thing to happen that you find out you're pregnant and then you're in butt fuck nowhere jungle mode where like you can't really I have a past of wanting to really control and being very strict with what I eat especially if I'm gonna grow a human I'm like I need to eat I need to eat this the cleanest of this the cleanest of that all this shit and all of a sudden I don't feel like cooking like I literally like I'd rather shoot myself than cook right now like I'm not cooking I'm not doing this I'm not doing that and uh you were really good with that because that could have been harder but it was easier because you were just like it's okay let, let us just go to this little shack up the road what was it called again where we had tacos
1: well we only discovered that place at the very end yeah it's true we basically cooked bought a shit ton of meat yeah we cooked and meat, which then I couldn't, and then I you're couldn't, like eat- i don't want steak anymore i, I was like well even fuck even that's, that's the only thing we got
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: um <laughs> i like the point that you said about not being able to to hide too because like literally oh my god ev- you get bigger literally when you're pregnant like you're physically bigger energetically bigger emotionally bigger everything is bigger
0: everything is bigger
1: and so if you're used to hiding or shrinking yourself yeah
0: then I didn't even realize I was
1: now you're smacked by the world to be like hey we see you and you can't hide anymore
0: I thought I was acting big like that's what's so mind fucking is that like I thought my work was big I thought I was loud I thought I was like I just thought I was big I already thought it was that. And then pregnancy was like, ha no, like you're actually shrinking. And that's what scared me the most. Cause I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? And yeah, I think it's, it's, I was talking about this on my group. Remember I did a little reel about this. Um, as I got bigger, I got so uncomfortable and it was yes, physical, but now looking back, it was definitely emotional and like an energetic thing because I felt like everyone was looking at me. And I felt like I couldn't hide. And sure enough, the bigger I got physically, the more I had to have, like, I had a responsibility of things that made me feel really uncomfortable, which had to do with, like, boundaries and saying no and asking for help and and really making the most out of my time because your energy is finite, Like during pregnancy, like one morning you could be fucking flying and then the afternoon it's like, I need two naps and I'm not available for conversations right now. And so it was, that was a challenge for sure to take up more space, be bigger in all aspects of my life and trust it. (laughs) Cause there were times that I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, what is this? I feel like I'm going through breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. And again, you only get it through a breakthrough once you have a breakdown. So it was like breakdown and then breakthrough and then breakdown and then breakthrough. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And it wasn't like an emotional outburst type of breakthrough. It was like, I'm experiencing this. What is here for me? Cause I really gave myself the space to sit with what was coming up. Um, Oh my God. Like for so many things, working out, food, friends, work, creativity, family, boundaries, sex, life, uh, relationships, uh, who I thought it like it was nonstop.
1: I think you've also said before too that pregnancy is the ultimate initiation from girl to woman. Yeah. And I think you know, there's there's a lot of appealing things about I two things mm-hmm. come to mind. One, I think there's probably a lot of girls that like to think they're women.
0: Yeah I thought I thought so.
1: And a lot of the appealing things about being a girl is like you don't have responsibilities you have full freedom to do what you want yeah i used to think that freedom meant doing whatever you wanted and then i just recently heard something where the guy said freedom is not doing whatever you want it's submitting yourself to truth i was like oh god damn i gotta let that that feels much more resonant,
0: yeah to like my pregnancy experience and my attachment to freedom
1: so the question is
0: wait can you say that again
1: yeah, freedom is not the ability to do whatever you want. Freedom is submitting yourself to truth. Mm. Submission to truth. I still have to kind of like think of what yeah, that yeah, actually yeah. means because I, like I kind of like get a little glimpses of where I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and so if pregnancy is the initiation from girl to woman, what does that mean? And, you know, why do you think, like, just unpack that a little bit. What has the, you know, like, if, if that has been what it is for you, mm-hmm. um, maybe a girl comes up to you and is like scared, put it this way, a younger girl comes up to you and expresses a fear. She, she senses that she wants to have kids, but she's scared of becoming pregnant.
0: I've actually heard this many times.
1: What would you, and she's like, I don't, I'm kind of torn, I don't know what to do. You know, what would you tell her mm-hmm. in the, you know, mind you, Willow hasn't come into the world yet. Right. Um, But based on your experience so far, what would you tell her?
0: I think pregnancy is the ultimate initiation between um, being a girl to being a woman. Because when you're operating from like, again, girl meaning like an archetype of you just living for you, like there's no other humans attached to you, there's no other responsibilities, literally, that are dependent on you for survival. Like that's extreme, um, but that's what it is. And when you're in that little girl energy, I think a certain point in time, hold on, what was your question, like specifically? Because I don't want to go off into a billion. So, directions. if you agree
1: that pregnancy is the ultimate initiation from How? girl to woman, what does that mean? And, right. Um, you know what would you tell a girl that who's girl. thinking of
0: well to me pregnant? anytime there's a fear it's really annoying but anytime there's a fear there's actually an opportunity for you to grow because you're still keeping yourself stuck somewhere so I was scared of having kids 100% I was scared of being pregnant and I was scared of having kids and now I'm like that makes sense because on the other side of that fear was my liberation that I didn't know existed, but I could feel because I was scared. And I was like, I don't know what this looks like. Because ultimately it's the complete initiation to surrender and to allowing yourself to be part of something bigger than just yourself. And when you're just operating from like little girl energy, yeah, the world revolves around you. 100%. Like you're a manifesting queen, like you know, you're, you're that person who is just able to do what she wants, when she wants, how she wants, like it's ultimately the world revolves around you. And then becoming pregnant, it's like throughout the weeks and months. I mean, again, speaking of God, it's like, God made this so perfectly to like, you know, we're pregnant for nine months. That's a nice chunk to like prepare for what's to come. Right.
1: It's a marathon.
0: I've been pregnant basically all year, you know, and And over these months and weeks and days, I've been able to see how, yes, caring for myself is so important. And at the same time, like, am I really ready and willing to let my world now be revolving around a little human? And I think the initiation of becoming a woman is to be part of something greater than herself and not just mean it consciously because this, th- this is the thing though that was really confusing for me slash again liberating was that I thought I felt all these things like I am part of something bigger than myself because of my work because of who I am in the world but I thought that consciously and then pregnancy basically turned on my entire subconscious 24-7 so whatever was lingering in the background whatever was truth That was like beneath the surface was up at the surface in my face. And I was realizing how my heart and my soul were actually fucking bored. Like I was like, I do you remember this conversation actually where I was like, you know, I thought about if what would happen if I actually wasn't pregnant or we decided not to do this? Like what else would I be doing with my life? And I was like, oh yeah, the same shit. The working out, the creation, the content, the this, the that, the programs, like. I think my soul was bored. Like I was bored because my world was my world, my, my world only. And I think this is like the ultimate thing to like realize like, Hey, I'm actually here to create something bigger, literally a fucking baby and a human and share that with my partner and be part of a new generation that requires more responsibility that requires a lot of self-honesty and accountability. Like there's a lot of things in this now that I ha- that have nothing to do specifically with me and my little world. It's like my world is expanding and now I have to really see what I'm resisting into taking more responsibility for who I am in the world beyond just this little idea of what I have of myself. It's like going to this notion of like, you're nothing and everything all at once. But again, not just knowing that, consciously it's like really fucking knowing that like deep in your bones in your chest and women and our gifts to the world it is through our love it is through our nurturing aspects and I don't think we can fully understand the depths and the gifts of that until we become mothers And I told myself that I was going to be one that would experience that through my work and my business because it's still creation and I can still do that. And it's going to be the same thing. It's just used in a different way. Nah, it is not the same at all. Like I said, I thought I was embodied. I thought I was in my body pre-pregnancy. Pregnancy made me so in the present, so in my body, so in my heart that whatever gunk was there it had to come, it's like it had no more, it couldn't hide anymore, it couldn't It couldn't be a part of this experience anymore.
1: That's so interesting because now, you know, I, I heard that definition of freedom, submission to truth, like probably a week ago, but it actually has way more meaning now yeah. after the past 10 minutes because really what you're saying is pregnancy exposes your subconscious, which is truth, yeah. and at each moment that it confronts you, you have two choices. You can either fight it, yeah. which is, um, you know, option one, fight it, option two, submit to it and learn from it. And it's almost like, you know, little, the the little girl energy. And these are archetypes. They're just like, um, little girl energy is freedom is being able to do whatever I want. Being pregnant is taking my freedom away. Whereas being a woman is like, actually the ultimate way to expose my subconscious and deal with all the gunk that I've never dealt with is to get pregnant and submit to that truth. Yeah. So it's like, That's very interesting.
0: And even like that piece of like either I fight it or submit to it. I noticed that times that I, I, not to say that I submitted every time because I didn't, there'd be, I'm very stubborn. I'm like, there are moments where I was definitely fighting it, not consciously, but I was fighting what was coming up for me. And in those moments of fighting what was coming up for me, my whole system would shut down. And like I'm crashed, like I'm disassociated. I am in bed, like fawn I'm mode, fawn, <laughs> and uh, and now in that shutting down, it was so easy to blame pregnancy. I was like, I guess this is what happens, mm. and it's like, no, actually, because the moment I dealt with it and I submitted to it and I did the work to work through whatever was coming up for me, boost of energy, boost of creativity. Boost of everything, like reconnection, connection to self, life, ev- everything. And I was like, what the fuck? This is really weird. Like, this is drastically different. So, that was fascinating to me.
1: So, you didn't get any morning sickness.
0: Nope.
1: What do you think that is? Like, why didn't you get it? It's not, you know, it's like before mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's going to be nauseous. It's going to be yeah. gnarly. It
0: was one week I was nauseous, but we were both like, we both went to the bathroom a lot. We were in the jungle. I'm pretty sure we had a parasite. Yeah.
1: Um, But in general, but in general, no, I didn't, I didn't get any of that. So
0: what do I think that is? That's interesting. So my acupuncturist, which I fucking love, and she's been the main person I consistently saw my entire pregnancy as anything, anything external help. That's what I got was.
1: How frequently did you go see her every two weeks?
0: Every two weeks. Sometimes if my symptoms were a little bit more intense, which technically weren't really intense but if i had a headache and i was like that's weird why do i have a headache like for 2 days it is a thing during second trimester but there's something you can do about it so i would go see her probably like there was a few times i went like 3 weeks in a row kind of thing but apart from that yeah and then many times honestly she was like just come once a month like you don't need it. and i was like no 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 i i want to keep coming it just i could feel how beneficial it was for my system and so i was asking her i'm like i started seeing her uh, when I was 12 weeks pregnant and she was like, so morning sickness, nausea, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, nope, 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 nope. And she's like, wow, super healthy. And I asked her, I'm like, what is the nausea thing? Like, what is the morning sickness thing? And she explained to me that basically like your hormones double every 48 hours. So it's a lot for your liver to take. And you get nauseous because your pancreas is unable to, prov- to create all that bile to digest all that food and to support the liver it's basically way too much for the liver um Wait, now I
1: thought, I don't, is the pancreas creates bile
0: gallbladder sorry gallbladder yeah so liver and gallbladder which are in traditional chinese medicine it's one system gotcha so um she was basically explaining to me that yeah if your liver pre-pregnancy is already full of gunk and toxins and you've like never really taken the time to support your liver and now it's just getting blasted mm-hmm. with hormones. It's like too much. It's way too much. And so your body just has like no ability to digest um, yeah, your food. And again, looking back, like I've done so many li- liver detoxes and parasite cleanses and colonics and juicing and fasting and like really supporting my liver as much as I could. Um, yeah. And so that's one thing. She also said it could be a deficiency in magnesium, which in our world today, everyone is deficient in minerals, everyone, because our soil is so dead. Um, And we don't take, and yeah, a lot of people take magnesium supplements, but magnesium actually gets absorbed best through the skin. So that's why I take my magnesium baths and I have my sprays. Like That's the fastest way for my body to absorb magnesium is actually through my feet, funny enough. So that's why I put spray on my on my feet every every night. Um
1: which is weird because there's the feet on so, the skin on the sole of your feet is I like know. insanely thick. I know. So it's that to me doesn't make sense. I know. Regardless. Regardless. If I mean If you think it works, it works. Exactly. It worked. <laughs>
0: I think it worked. But I actually didn't even have that my my magnesium first trimester with me because we were in Bufffuck Nowhere. Um so yeah, there's a lot of components. Um, you know, I can I've shared that with a couple of women and they were like, oh, but my liver is super healthy. And I'm like, "Yep, yeah, maybe. Like, I think it also matters on like. Maybe. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not. I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I also like think that the pregnancy you have is very connected to the experience your mother had with you. Like that was, that felt really strong to me. Um, my mom had a great pregnancy with me in terms of physical symptoms. She wasn't sick either. She didn't have anything first trimester. I think it's like whatever we think is going to happen, whatever we normalize it's going to happen. I think we
1: placebo and nocebo ourselves.
0: And again, like psychosomatic physiological um, results of what we believe is going to happen to us. Uh, Even just me leaning into my third trimester. um, I was kind of being warned that I was going to get really tired and it was kind of go, it's going to go, it's going to go back to what it was in first trimester. And I was like, yo, fuck no, like we're not doing this again. Like I'm not falling for this crap. And you were like, well, that was their experience. Like, What if that's the complete opposite for you? And sure enough, so I'm 34 weeks as of 28 weeks and I started hitting my third trimester. Like I actually feel like this is my best trimester. And I've shared that with other moms and they're like, what? Like, that's crazy. Like, wow, you're so lucky. And I'm like, maybe, maybe not.
1: Yeah, so it's like beware of stories. And even if a hundred people experience pregnancy a certain way, it doesn't mean you're going to experience it that way. But if you think you are, you probably will. Yep. So it's like, you really got to, listen to what other people say oh, yeah. and really control how much of it actually gets internalized and accepted as Full your truth. Trust yourself first and just live in your yeah. experience. I'm saying this as a man who will never get pregnant. So maybe <laughs> I'm, you know, talking shit yeah. here, but, but from observing you, I think that's what I've yeah. learned is like when you just decided not to accept that what someone said was going to be yeah. your experience, when you decided like that might not be mine, Yeah, you had a totally different experience than yeah. probably what you even conceived was going to happen. Yeah. More concrete question. Mm -hmm. We've chosen to have, uh, I guess, quote unquote, wild pregnancy and a home birth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with the caveat that we are not judging anyone for the choices they make and how they choose to have their pregnancy or to have their birth. Yeah. But what is a wild pregnancy and a home birth? And, um, you know, in your words, why do we choose that as the path we wanted to go down?
0: Mm -hmm. So... From my understanding, as I was listening to podcasts from Free Birth Society, um, a wild pregnancy is one where there's like no external authority to dictate anything about your pregnancy. So there's no scans like you can have midwives, but they're not really doing anything right apart from like kind of checking if like the baby's alive and there's a heartbeat kind of thing. Um, even then, I've heard a lot of stories of women having full on wild pregnancies from like the beginning to the end. There's no external um yeah, authority at all dictating anything there's no scans there's no blood tests there's no nothing it's like full-on trust of you your body and the baby period there's nothing else and so i i i would consider that we had a and are having a technically a wild pregnancy because we only had one scan
1: we had an anatomy scan which was it was at heavily recommended weeks. by our midwife just yeah. to check for because i was very clear with her i
0: was like i don't want any of this shit like it's to me my experience from what i've heard from the information i took on from reliable resources having scans and having scans frequently was highly disturbing for the baby it basically felt like a train had just passed by and you're putting the baby on the railway post train obviously and and that vibration and that sound and that overwhelm is what they're getting through um, in the womb, which to me I was like, "Fuck no! Like I'm not, I'm not doing this." So um, basically,
1: we adopted the principle of minimal intervention. Yes, exactly. Not That's no intervention and not just like minimal, not as fighting minimal reality as possible. Yeah, yeah. minimal Even intervention.
0: Even when we wanted to find out her gender, which tech- I already knew. Like I was like, "I know it's Willow. I, know I can feel her little soul." You knew it
1: at ninety nine percent. You I did. You weren't like.
0: Part of me was like, eh, sometimes that? you would
1: still get triggered when people were like, Oh, it could be a boy. It could be twins. I was Like, No.
0: Yeah. Because I fucking knew like, but I, you're right. Like I did oh, have moments yeah. for sure. But I, in, again, in my heart and my soul, I was like, I know it's willow. Like I just, I could feel her. And so we did a blood test. for We that. did a blood test. I got this like on, Am- on Amazon. This was so legit. I got it on Amazon. It was like next day shipping. They sent it in. You weren't here. I like poked my finger. I like squeezed as much blood as I could for like solid 15 minutes in that little jar. <laughs> I sent it back, which was already paid for through the whole thing. And I got my results the next day. It was, really well too, it, e- was so it was really well done too, because it was literally
1: an email, and on the title of the email it said, "Do not open this until you're ready to actually see it," yes. because it's gonna smack you in the face. Yeah, as it's you're like opening. it's
0: like the picture was like right there. Yeah. So, um, I do have the gender reveal video on my Instagram if you want to go look at it. But
1: so, so while yeah. pregnancy, and then home. How would you describe a home birth?
0: Um, so difference between free birth and home birth is that f- home birth is you have it at home. You have your birthing experience at home um and you still have a midwife and a doula if you wish to kind of thing. Uh most of the time you will have a midwife at your house with you. And which I believe is what's going to happen. I I want my wi- my wi- my midwife there with us for my sure. My midwife. My midwife. Uh she's great. I love her. She's awesome. Shout out Uslan. Uslan. Yeah, she's like this i don't know when i met her i was like oh you're my girl like i just i really connected with her and and she like this is the thing is that again everything is so heightened when you're pregnant that like you know our previous um midwife that we had that we like switched from uh respect to her but i could feel that like you know would share certain things and she she would tell me she like agreed and respected it but i could feel a different experience like the her truth and i was like "Eh, i don't i don't know if this is like the best option for me as we're leaning more into birth and like closer to that time, I was like, I, I didn't feel fully comfortable with that. And our current midwife is like, I told her everything off the bat. I was like, listen, ideally I want a free birth, but it might not happen. Could you come? What, we just asked her all the questions and she totally respected everything yep. and was on board with everything. And I felt that her truth was that.
1: So be picky. That was yeah. like the lesson there is like, that was hard. It felt a little bit uncomfortable, to think that we're going to hurt someone's feelings to say you're not we don't want to work with you because we're not (laughs) sorry not sorry our our vibes aren't harmonizing yeah but at the end of the day it's your experience and if you i think any good midwife will vouch for the fact that you must be comfortable and won't take it personally yeah so
0: exactly Um, and then a free birth is basically considered again at home or anywhere actually. Like I've heard stories of women having giving birth in the forest uh, or uh, in the garden or whatever anywhere. And it's by herself or like with a partner, basically or like a friend, but it's like no intervention at all. Like there's no medical or any any type of authority at all externally. So that's the difference. and we're we're planning for a home birth. And to I, I mean, I don't even know if we'll use the pool, but we'll have the pool. And it uh, just depends on what I'm feeling. I think that when the moment comes, I might prefer bed. I might prefer the ground. I might prefer the toilet. I might prefer, I don't know. I have no idea. Um,
1: and I think these decisions, yeah. you know, the decision to have a wild pregnancy, the decision to have a home birth is not, it's not just something you decide and, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. And that's it. It's mm-hmm. like the, the less uh, external authority, that you're gonna choose to have in your experience, the more responsibility oh, yeah. you actually have to take on.
0: Yeah, and um, that was a lot at first. Cause I was like, who do I listen to? Where do I get my information? What books do I read? Do I read books? Like what do I, like where where do I get my resources from?
1: I saw you go through a lot of phases with this.
0: I, I did.
1: Cause like, it was yeah. almost like the less, when you first started I was freaking it out. was we need to learn Every fucking thing there is to know. We need to get all the courses. We're going to get this online course. We're going to get 50 freaking books. We're going to, you're like, are you reading? What are you reading? What did you learn? (laughs) I was like, oh shit, this is real. Um, And you know, I actually was down for it. Like I enjoyed the idea of learning and I was like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to take on a lot more responsibility than the average person. And you know, I was cool with that but what i saw with you was like you went through this phase of like manically thinking we have to learn everything about everything yeah and then it was almost like the less you trusted your body the more compulsive you were to learn (laughs) all the things yeah
0: the less safe i felt in myself the more i had to seek safety outside of myself
1: yeah and then the more you started to trust yourself and trust that your body knew what to do yeah not negating the fact that we still were learning things but it wasn't like I need to learn these things. It's like I kind of feel like curiously learning about these things. Yeah. It was like a really big shift in the energy. And and that was that rubbed off on me too. Yeah. Where it's like I wasn't like, okay, shit, I gotta read every day. I gotta yeah. read this, that. It was like I kinda wanna learn about this. And oh, here's a little blind spot that I think I could up my knowledge yeah. on. Yeah.
0: And the intention's so different, right? Because yeah. like the first one, it's like it's stress and fear. And realistically, if we're going to go back to energy, everything works like a boomerang. So if you're going to go into something, doing something, becoming something out of fear and stress, you're just going to get more of that. And that's what I was hearing a lot of in the Free Birth Society podcast was like a lot of those experiences Uh, versus you learning about something because you want to and you're excited and you feel confident about it and you are looking for that validation of what you already felt to be true. Oh, my God, that energy amplifies that was deeply felt and that built our confidence together and individually, I think, to have the experience we want to have in multiple ways. And, and again, like I have no, like I've heard of so many stories of women like planning for home births and then like shit happens and they have to go to the hospital. Like I have no idea what's going to happen, but I do at the end of the day trust that it's going to be the best experience for me And I trust myself and I trust my body and I trust Willow and I trust what we came here to co-create together, her and I, and for us to experience that with you, 100%. Like that for me is, and there's a, obviously I don't want to go into details about it because I don't want to share my full birth plan with the world, but like, you know, there's a few things we have to talk about. Like, if this happens, what do we do? And there's yeah. non-negotiables for me, 100%. And that's where I, like, draw the line. I'm like, fuck no to this. Like, no matter what. And unless it's you will die, fuck no.
1: Yeah. Um, and I am the protector of, you know, like, I don't expect you to be in the most sane I will not be condition of being able to consciously make good choices. Yeah, so no. the goal is, is like, this is a team effort. Yeah. I have to be the person who executes your wishes when you're not yeah. with it enough to think clearly because it's the ultimate
0: masculine feminine initiation Yeah, like i'm gonna be in my body in my sounds in my movements in my flow in my and yeah just in the feels in the in the waves in the emotional aspects of that experience and you're gonna be the one holding on the fort yeah and
1: you're like in an interdimensional travel to go and you know, like extract I you, Willow's soul from yeah, the ether. Yeah, that's what
0: I heard on the podcast the other day. I fucking loved it. And that. I'm at the
1: gate with a spirit being like, <laughs> I will protect this place. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
0: exactly. Like what a beautiful image to have for birth. Like, yeah, I don't know where I heard that, but I heard that a couple days ago where it was like when, when you're giving birth, like the mother is so like delusional and like out of it, but so in and at the same time. And it's because her consciousness is like going to retrieve the soul of her baby back to earth and i was like that is Shit. fucking cool like and if i think about that even like that for me feels like a really psychedelic trip and yeah. thank god i've done a lot of psychedelics and medicine work and like there's a lot of times where like you have to let go you have to surrender um you have no choice but to be in the fucking experience for like 12 14 hours like it's not going anywhere <laughs> like yeah. and uh
1: yeah you must Submit yourself to truth.
0: Yep, yeah, exactly. Otherwise,
1: and here's the irony. If you do not submit yourself to truth, mm-hmm. then intervention must override your biology. Yes. That's the, and to anyone listening, I'm, I'm going to go on like a tiny little soapbox around here. Go. I think the medicalization of a natural experience mm-hmm. is really sad, right? The yeah. idea that we... It's like childbirth is something that women and their bodies have been doing since the inception of human beings. (laughs) And we're here like
0: like thinking that we like can't do any of it and it's going to be the hardest thing. And maybe it is going to be, but again, I don't know. It can be, but I think that's, I
1: think part of the lack of trust that makes it a really hard thing and a really like challenging experience. It comes from the disempowering nature that the world of medicine wants to say childbirth is dangerous. Yeah. childbirth is overwhelming you have no ability to do this thing mm-hmm. therefore you must come to us we are the authorities we're going to strap you in and if the baby doesn't want to come we're going to pull it out oh,
0: it's, uh, that the is horror, fucked up the horror story and so i guess like another part of your question that i didn't even answer is like why we're choosing to do what we're doing and it's not even to have minimal intervention but it's also because like especially with everything i know from trauma and healing and nervous system and the way that we are as humans in the world, a lot of it starts from the moment we're inside our mother's womb and the way we're birthed. And a lot of birth is like, it's very traumatic for the baby. Like you're inside this warm, loving, nurturing little nest for nine months with your mom and hopefully deeply loved and wanted and all the things. And then you're pulled out Super traumatically pulled out, yanked out, fucking washed off,
1: taken away from your mom, taken
0: away from your mom. Like, uh, you know, vaccines here, vaccines there. Uh, it's it's very, it, it's very traumatic, and we've we we see now more than ever the results of what happens when we're, and again, we've had those, like I was born in a hospital, you know, but I, and I got my vax and whatever. I I had that experience as a baby. I turned out fine, I think. (laughs) And at the same time, (laughs) it's like, okay, realistically for the next generation that we want to have, that we want to be a part of that we want to create, what can we do better?
1: Side note, interesting side note. What comes after Gen Z?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, we haven't dropped this on the podcast yet. eh?
1: Generation alpha.
0: And we're not even literally literally, like we were talking about this over dinner. We're like, okay, so we're the millennials. Then there's gen Z. And then it was like, wait, what's after Z like zero Z, whatever. Um, and then I looked it up. I'm like, what will come after generation Z? Like what will, I even said,
1: imagine the alphabet starts over as a
0: joke, as a joke. You (laughs) were like, imagine it's a ha ha ha. ha. And then I looked it up and it was like generation alpha. And I was like, what the fuck? Like we're (laughs) mind blown. We're like generation a, Seriously, we're starting over. Like
1: we'll do a podcast. I think as Jetify evolves, we'll probably have different shows that reflect like a certain topic we're diving into. And I think
0: yeah, that's the whole point. It's
1: like we're seven months deep into our parenting experience.
0: Eight months pregnant, seven months deep in parenting. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks for the crush. sorry. I was just saying. Um, I think as time goes on, the idea of rewriting the parenting template of how life is lived in the new world that we're moving like old world was super messed up yeah. we're in the transition period it's messy new world's going to be awesome because yeah. of the transition yeah. period mess we're going through how does the new world look like in terms of you know this is what we're going to explore on jedi Family, is like how does parenting look how does life look how does school look how does education look how does health w- look mm-hmm. all these things it's like there's new there's literally the whole whiteboard just got cleaned off yeah. or burned down whatever way mm-hmm. you want to look at it mm-hmm. and there's a blank template to that is open to being created with a new set of better information. Yeah. And I think what I was trying to get at with this whole thing is like I worked in hospitals when I was doing my physio rotations. Yeah. A hospital is a place for sick people. A pregnant woman is not a sick person. Yeah. So I think that's kind of part of the fuckery where we trick people into thinking pregnancy is a sickness. You must yeah. get a procedure to avail you of this sickness. Yeah. When in reality pregnancy is like the most beautiful creation of life. Yeah. And the experience of bringing a baby into the world and crossing that portal is not a medical disease that must be intervened with.
0: And there's a time and place too for like... Of course.
1: But I I think the default should be, this is something a woman's body knows how to do and can do. And the the role is to make sure that the body is in a position to do this Mm -hmm. well for the baby and the mother. So Mm -hmm. I think once you know better, you do better. And us talking about doing birth at home or having a wild pregnancy, this is not... Us trying to brag about what we're doing, or or to say no. this is the best way, because certainly if you don't want to take on the responsibility, you that's shouldn't a, do this. Yeah, it's and okay that's fine. Too. Like, we don't judge that, but I think mm-hmm. it would be amiss to not try and share our perspective and offer a template where it's like you, if you want to, you can. Mm-hmm. And the more the experience you get to soak in, maybe the more fulfilling and healthy that process is. So yeah, you know, think about it. Um. We kind of already talked about this, but let's just go into it directly. You said the pregnancy is an amplifier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, emotional, spiritual, physical, all the things. How? Well, what do you mean when you say pregnancy is an amplifier? I
0: feel like it just turns on the switch for everything that is already there. Whether it's like 5%, now it's 50%. If it's like 10% lingering around, like let's say 5% lingering around is my insecurities around... I don't know, like really, should, like, let's say I'm a jealous person, and like that that five percent lingers around when I'm not pregnant. When I'm pregnant, it's gonna be like fifty percent. Like, it just gotcha. puts a flashlight on everything that you're unwilling to look at before because it's just five percent. Like, it's not a big deal. It's just like lingering in the background. <laughs> and then pregnancy's just like you have to look at this. Yeah, a big whoops, like time and time and time and time again. Which like I. I can see why it's like really hard for a lot of women. Like I can see it, like I understand it. Like I really, really fucking do. Um, And there
1: have been what I would consider hard periods too for you. Massively, it hasn't just been like, "Oh, this is great." No, no, no. I
0: think I am where I am now in my pregnancy because I went through so many hard moments. Like, and not, and again, not physically. Like the physical would end up becoming would become would manifest if I didn't look at my shit. Basically, what I realized in my experience through this pregnancy, so. And when I started understanding that, I was like, oh, wait, this is not pregnancy. This is like emotional shit I need to deal with. When I started learning that and like going through it and then feeling better, I was like, oh, my God, this is all emotional shit that I have to deal with. And so I started catching on like the pattern. And then I was able to use my tools better. And then when I started using my tools better and more efficiently, then I was having breakthroughs and and breakdowns and breakthroughs really efficiently I wouldn't even say quickly but efficiently and I'd be able to see what was there for me and just utilizing pregnancy as a time of opening of liberation of healing and of whatever I needed to see that I didn't know I felt like I fully surrendered to Willow and I was like you show me I don't know you brought me like you came here you chose this like I trust you like teach me like truly instead of me trying to teach her and I feel like that's why the parenting already started is that she's fully teaching me how to be the best mom for her. It's not me assuming what a good mom would be. It's like, you need me to be a certain way. My entire pregnancy will, will show me what I need to see in myself in order to be that for you. Great. I'll listen because either I fight it or I just surrender to it. And again, of course there's moments of like massive resistance of like, fuck no, I'm the adult. I know better. No, (laughs) I didn't. Liberation
1: is freedom. That's like, I think I just that just landed for me right now. You kept saying liberated, and I never really like contextualize it. But in the new definition of freedom, is submitting to truth. Yeah, that's what that shit yeah. is. Wow.
0: Yeah, and I think like even looking at the the difference between men and women, it's like I finally understand the fucking gift of pregnancy. Like I finally get it. I'm like I'm sad you'll never experience that. Like to me. Yeah, like I just as I got men, to experience it with you. Yes, but all different, and you'll have once you become when she's here you're gonna have a whole other initiation i really feel this you're gonna have a whole other initiation i will not have right as a dad
1: but so your initiation is until she comes into the world my initiation yes. begins after i've heard that too I've as heard much as i wish i, I could this. push a baby through my vagina I, I i think you can do that part yes i'll do the other part
0: exactly <laughs> so i'm looking forward to seeing what that is me too for you you know and and I, I just—that's the beauty of being in a partnership—is that I have a certain experience you will never be able to have, and you're gonna have a certain experience, I will never be able to have. And I'm, I, yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I get it. Like I, I understand why I'm going through this, and like why, yeah. Just the gift, the gift of being a woman.
1: This came up in our little hike yesterday. One, it was just something I noticed, and I was trying. I was like struggling to figure out how to word it because I didn't want you to get. You know upset or anyway i just noticed this this trend where mm-hmm. in the earlier stages of pregnancy you would often say well i guess fuck pregnancy does this pregnancy this pregnancy so this. Upset. it was like <laughs> it was basically like you were and it was very interesting because the minute you said oh it's because of pregnancy yeah it negated any need to take
0: responsibility
1: Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I would have acted any different. I'm just as an observation, Mm -hmm. the minute you said, Oh, it's because of pregnancy, Mm -hmm. there was no need to actually lean into it. And then as time went on, you stopped saying that and said, Shit, pregnancy is showing me this. Yeah. That's the difference. Pregnancy caused this, no responsibility needed. Pregnancy is showing me this. Mm -hmm. Now I need to take ownership of this shit and figure out what's going on. And it was like total, total shit. I don't know when the inflection point was, but like
0: something happened. Mid second trimester. I would say probably like right, I, would, I don't remember exactly the weeks, but if I feel into it, it's probably like week 17, 18, like mid, mid second trimester, probably. So it took me a while. It wasn't.
1: because It's not completely untrue because pregnancy did actually create that. Yes. Thing. But
0: here's what I have noticed that if you're a mom or you are currently pregnant or want to be pregnant, or here's the unconventional aspect that I've witnessed in my own narrative through that time. Okay it's oh this might trigger people but whatever um
1: triggers are great
0: I noticed in that moment when I was saying oh it's because of pregnancy or whatever or even at the beginning of my first trimester pregnancy made me fucking entitled what I mean by that it was like I remember remember I told you this I was like I'm fucking resentful that I'm pregnant and you're not I remember that and I like part of me, part of me hates you right now. Like I'm going through this and you're not. So guess what? You're going to pick up the fucking load and you're going to do more. And I need this and I need, it was very me, 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 which makes sense because if I'm coming from my maiden to my mother, from that little girl to woman, that part of me, the me, 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 will have to get louder and stronger before she dissolves. So that's exactly, yeah, she's going to fucking fight and she fought and she fought loud and hard. And I'm pretty sure that's why I was also subconsciously, psychosomatically, physiologically exhausted is because it requires so much energy to fight. And that was so loud in my experience all the time. I couldn't even like let you touch me. I was like, and I think that's the raw truth. I don't think, I don't hear a lot of people. To, I've listened to so many fucking birthing pregnancy podcasts. I've never heard of anyone speak of the rawness of this, of like the experience of when you're first pregnant and it, it it kind of came out of nowhere slash quote unquote out of nowhere, whatever the fuck that means. Like there was an experience of entitlement and resentment and selfishness that I experienced that was very loud in my, in my entire body and system. And I blamed, I think the easiest cop out in order to not feel any of it was to blame, was to to not take any responsibility. Blame pregnancy, blame Willow. Like there are moments where I was like, if I lose the baby, whatever. Like I was like, fuck it. Like I was so upset. Like, and I didn't even, and part of me felt shame for that because I was like, I shouldn't be upset. Like there are women out there who have so much trouble getting pregnant and we had no problem, you know? And, and here I am hating this, being so mad. And I let that be my reality, especially because again, that's what's normalized online like you see everyone is just like it's it's people unfortunately biologically connect best fastest they think anyways it's not truth through complaints like the the more you complain the some people m- some people but it's very normalized in our society like like oh my there's god there's to
1: complain about also there is fucking money shit money broke everything
0: and people want to like be validated in their experience and so all i saw online were women kind of like um making videos or reels or comedy skits about like their partners having an easy life because they're not pregnant and like their partners not understanding you know how exhausted you are like and like I saw comedy in it and I saw this connection that these women would have around their pregnancy and how hard it was and um, it was almost like as though it was like, oh, I finally have permission to be the victim I've always wanted to be. And I finally have permission to blame something on like why I am the way I am. Like I'm fucking pregnant. Yeah, I'm allowed to be a bitch. And it's like, mm, I don't know about that, to be honest. Yes, your hormones are crazy. Yes, they double every 48 hours the first trimester. 100%. But again, if pregnancy is just a magnifier, whatever you were in the background in the first place, is just going to times 100 amplify everything and that was not a fun conversation to have with myself but it had to happen
1: There were some tense moments in Nicaragua massive and you know it was they were challenging because who am I to say that you're not I can see yeah. visibly and emotionally and mentally and energetically that you're like being challenged hard right now oh my God, it was and i'm so not gonna hard. dis i'm not gonna invalidate the fact that right. like it's hard right yeah,
0: you were good babe like seriously like i couldn't have asked for a better but experience I, I think
1: what i noticed was i was taking things personally way more at the start and then i sort of yes. learned that actually it's not me like i gotta be open to listening about yeah. is there something that i'm not doing that I should be or like where's the truth in how you're feeling and what you're saying yeah. and also where do i draw the line to be like i'm showing up and doing what i should and This isn't being directed at me. This is like, it was kind of like you were telling yourself things sometimes, but it was being like. Well, that's when I noticed
0: one of my biggest patterns. And I remember us having this conversation. And since then, it's been so much better. And I think it happened once in this new house. And after that, it didn't happen again. But it was the what again, like everything amplifies, right? Everything is like a massive flashlight on everything that already is. And I realized that in my moments of feeling like I don't trust myself and I'm insecure in my body and I'm like scared because I don't have control, the fastest way to like get that energy out and that fear out is to put blame on you. I was like putting blame on you and through that, I felt more secure. But then at the end of our conversations, I was like, I don't actually feel better or more secure at all. So like, what the fuck was the point of that? Like what's actually truth here? And then I would sit down with it. I would use my tools. I would process and I'm like, oh my God, I'm just scared. I'm just scared. And I'm putting this on Nick and it has nothing to do with Nick. And I would come back and I'm like, that had nothing to do with you. Like that was all me. Um, and again, like I don't think people like to be honest with themselves <laughs> in general.
1: But I think that's a good initiation for men too. Cause it's not like that yeah. shouldn't happen. That is actually, I think part of what it needs is. To it's going to happen. To basically, you know, help men feel more secure in themselves that they're showing up and being honest with themselves yeah. and knowing that sometimes you just got to be a rock that like yeah. can weather the sp- giant the stormy storm waves of emotions and hormones. not get swept away by them or not yeah. hold on and to them.
0: Ultimately we also spoke about this where we noticed like after several times of me having like reactions and, and moments of processing really intense, big feelings. It was like, I can see the feminine, and especially with with birth and pregnancy, the number one thing we need is safety, right? And so through these challenges, through our waves of emotions and bigness and all the all this stuff, I can see how like the feminine is literally testing the masculine, like how solid are you? Because if you can't weather this, I
1: can't handle that. How are you gonna handle? How me? the fuck
0: are you gonna handle my birth?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, we're fucked it's like a test
0: and i do think even beyond pregnancy actually before after whatever i think women constantly test yeah. how resilient and safe men are
1: i expect to be tested
0: yeah you like that shit but not everyone likes that yeah not all men want that they're like what like and then they get very much in their minds and their egos and they fight back they get upset like um and there was a few times you would get upset but i think the the one time we would we had that conversation here where i started to and then i was kind of blaming you again you were you very calmly said something along the lines of like yeah this doesn't feel like mine and i was like what do you mean what like you like were the glitch that i needed and i was like and again when we have arguments we it's not we don't fight like it's not like a fight so in that moment, like we never raise our voices or anything like that, and
1: we disagree intensely, but we yes. never.
0: Our energies are always, very loud, but, but our, our words. We always.
1: I think the key and this respect. Is, yeah, it's respect. We have. It's like I respect I, you enough. Yeah, me too. To never raise my voice, to never make it about you, to never target you, and to never
0: call you names, to and never like call
1: you names. To yeah, never none of that shit. Yeah, physical. To like it's, nothing. There's always. Like I've seen intense disagreements between two people that respect yeah. each other. It's still gnarly. It's to fiery. see. It's uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah. And it's always grounded in a sense of respect where like there's unwritten rules of engagement that we've agreed on. Yeah. Which is we respect each other. Yeah. Even when we're pissed at each other. Yeah. Even when we're disagreeing about something that we really care about. Yeah. It's okay. We'll respect each other.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that was a glitch That's that I kidding. needed for sure. That like, uh, I don't think this is mine. I was like, damn. And I still remember too, there was like a conversation we had in the apartment before we moved here. So I guess it was, it must've been like June. I think it was around June where yes, I was feeling a little uncertain and a little scared and a little insecure and in like my experience and pregnancy and birth. And I I needed you to show up in a different way. And we did have the conversation and, but it wasn't like I was, I was calm. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, we were on my bed, on our bed. And I just told you, I said, I was like, I can't like make dinner every night and I need more help with this and I need more help with that. And can we do this differently? And, and I was like, I understand that like, you know, your role may not fully feel different because you're not pregnant. Like I am. So I, I feel it like very differently, but this is what I need right now to feel more supported. I need more support. Um, but it was from a grounded state. It wasn't like, A freaking out state it was like hey I need this and you were like got it I heard it and you heard it and like since that moment I still remember like it was like you showed up differently um in a way that you weren't resentful you weren't doing it because you felt like you had to it was like oh like something clicked I don't know what it was I don't know if we even like spoke about it afterwards but I felt the difference in that moment and I was like that's why it matters how you show up in conversation like and I realized that um
1: because it all boils down to like me always trying to understand. It's just understanding each other. It's yeah, like sometimes exactly. there's this big thing happening over here and this little subtle thing. And mm-hmm. if you get distracted by the big thing, you don't tune into the subtle thing, which is actually the message. Yeah. And then the big things just keep happening because you never right. actually tuned in and were able to parse. Like when I couldn't parse away like the loudness of what you were saying directed at me. Yeah. And I just got like tunnel vision for that. I never actually leaned into understanding like what is she trying? To, what is here? Right. What is... What is here for me? Because there's always something there for me. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not a big thing, but there's always something there.
0: And I think that's what's also important to realize even with myself, because that was, I think, the shift of me moving on from the first half of my pregnancy to the second half of like blame, resentment, like bitterness to allowing and softer and more at ease with the experience was realizing that anytime time I was complaining, there was a desire that was not being expressed there was somewhere where I needed more help and I was, I thought I, I couldn't ask for it basically. So I would complain of like, no, fuck it. I'll just do dinner, you know, or like, no, I'll just do this. And no, nah, 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 nah. like, just like, oh, my day went by so fast. I feel like I have no time. Like complaints, 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 complaints. And women fucking do that. <laughs> we complain because we think we can't ask for what we want.
1: Men do that too. They yeah, just do it in it's true. Ways.
0: But it's, it's. Yeah, it's definitely a thing that we do. Like the little passive aggressive comments. Mm. It's like, ooh, there's something there. Even with you, actually. Like when I notice the tiny little moments of passive aggressiveness, I'm like, eh, what's going on here? And yeah, you're so, good
1: at detecting that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's talk about the just the notion of training for labor. Yeah. And let's parse oh, it yeah. into, um, let's start with physical. Yeah. And basically just like use this as, what are your cheat codes if a girl comes mm-hmm. up to you in a coffee shop and says i just got pregnant and i know i have you know some things i need to work on physically and mentally mm-hmm. what are the cheat codes of start with how do you train your body physically for labor and to give birth mm-hmm. and then second one how do you train yourself emotionally for the experience of giving birth and maybe uh with that one talk about your acupuncture story because yeah. that was a
0: uh, that was really cool. that was cool
1: to hear yeah. about and just like your way of telling that story was good. So physically girl comes up with you in, to you in the coffee shop, you got two, two, three minutes with her. She says, right. I just got pregnant. I know what I got I some do? work to yeah. do physically. What do I do to physically prepare my body? Um, for pregnancy. Yeah. For labor.
0: Um, and I feel like I can speak of this not only because I'm pregnant, but because also I experienced different layer induces snoring next to me. <laughs> um, I kind of tested out a few things throughout pregnancy like there'd be times where i would not move at all and times where i would like actively empower i wouldn't say force i would say like empower myself to move even on days where i don't want to motivate yourself to move yes and uh, even with food and supplements and different things like that so I, i tested out a few things and every time it would just show up in either energy depletion or energy expansion so i kind of like felt into that of like what is supporting me what's not and i would test out you know so anyways and this one, is from your experience it might not work for everyone
1: but you're also a human with human physiology so yeah. probably what you say yes. can have value for and I've,
0: I've actually spoken about it with a few other moms and they're like oh totally agree like yes this makes sense i had the same experience um so a biggest thing that i notice is that in terms of uh insulin resistance so your blood sugar levels they're a lot more sensitive when you're pregnant. So, meaning, I was able to have breakfast, uh, have a banana, and then have a croissant and like be totally chill throughout the day. When I got pregnant, carbs, I would feel carbs that much more. So, I would crash a lot earlier throughout the day if I had carbs too early um, and bad carbs, basically. Like, there'd be times, and of course, like, On a physical level, if you're craving more carbs, it means it's your spleen. Again, from a traditional Chinese medicine standpoint, it's your spleen that needs a little bit more support in in the navigation of all the changes in your body. So, again, if you go to acupuncture and you tell them what's going on, like, I'm really craving a lot of carbs, they're going to do the spleen points because it's supportive to that, so you're going to crave less carbs. So um, just being more aware of your carb consumption and when. And the, the flip side to this is making sure you eat a lot of fucking protein in the morning and throughout the day. Like protein will, animal protein, good, healthy animal protein will save your ass. I've seen online women who are vegans during pregnancy. I don't know how that happens. It's not my experience, so I can't speak of it. But for me, it was like the days that I'm having a high pro. like I'm talking like 30 grams of protein in the morning, which means like I'll have two, three duck eggs, which is like two chicken eggs in one. So technically I'm having like five, six eggs with a smoothie with collagen um, or like bacon or whatever. And like high protein breakfast saved my ass. My energy was sustainable throughout the whole day. I get like minor crashes here and there, like not crash, but like minor slowing down moments between like three and five. But that's actually part of your circadian rhythm. Like, that's what happens around 3 and 5. They call it, like, siesta. Like, that's what happens. You need a nap. Um, so it's not really out of norm. Again, it's just more felt. So high-protein diet.
1: Also depends a lot on the one thing I noticed was sometimes if you had, like, a, a big emotional or, or like, work day, yeah. you're... I mean, it just makes sense. Like your your body's a battery. Yeah. You fill it up in the morning with carbs. It fills up real quick and then it just empties right away because yeah, it's yeah. quick burning fuel. It's a high,
0: high and then a low, low.
1: Whereas if you fill it up with uh like almost like slow burning fuel, yeah. like a one big dense log of wood, it's yeah. going to last all day. It's yeah. not, you're not going to have as big of an amplitude of like high, high and low, low. Mm-hmm. It's kind of more um, moderate yeah. throughout the day.
0: And again, like I think it's very interesting but like i ate the same way before i got pregnant because that's how you balance hormones like we need that like we can't we can't fast the way you guys fast you guys are on a 24 hour cycle we're on a 28 day cycle like you need to eat according to your hormones and like fasting is not the option if you do fast it's, it's for a certain period of well, women time can
1: fast but it's more complex
0: it is but that's what i'm saying like yeah. you can fast but it has to be at a very specific window In your cycle it's not just anytime you want like
1: and not during pregnancy
0: and not during pregnancy oh my god if i didn't eat game over like i'm my mind is all over the place my body's all over the place um and that was another thing like making sure i eat regularly and making sure i keep myself accountable to eating regularly and good food and slow burning logs you know and um the other thing I would say is cheat codes, making sure you drink live water for sure. and
1: What's live water?
0: Not tap water. Water that has healthy bacteria in it. So we get our own spring water. I know not everyone can do that. Uh, you can look it up if you look yeah. up at findaspring.ca. It you can, can be,
1: I wouldn't say... When you say I know not everyone can do that, it's like it might be more work for some people to do that.
0: You're right. Yeah. So we drink really good water. Uh, Again, I noticed a depletion in energy if I didn't have enough minerals. So my focus was a lot on magnesium, either through baths or creams or sprays. And also I would take humic fulvic acid every single day, double dose, uh, which has a lot of minerals in it. I would drink water with minerals, trace minerals. Uh, Celtic salt has minerals. Like I focus a lot on minerals.
1: You had liver too in your smoothies?
0: Yeah, I had liver smoothies constantly. Oh my God, I would get boosts of energy like crazy on liver smoothies. Um, Yeah, organ meats, huge. I took, uh, my entire pregnancy, I took liver and organ supplements because they're nutrient dense supplements. We just spoke about how yesterday I actually stopped using them because I feel called to stop using them right now. So I'm listening to that. Don't know why trust it my body's just like nope
1: um movement and like movement yeah
0: so it's interesting because i stopped going to the gym actually which i'd love to do before but i tried to force myself to do it because i thought i had to go as hard and i don't but i definitely do my best to like go on walks and like especially when i don't want to (laughs) it's hard it's not easy like yesterday, for example, when my like my system was kind of crashing after I disassociated in the morning, I used my tools. I came back. I'm like, okay, I'm here my body. I like gave myself some space to actively rest. Not fully nap, but I rested. And then we went for a 5K hike, right? Was that what we did? Yep. Yeah. And that felt so good. And did I you felt, already forget? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, but it felt really good. And... Yeah, I think especially with you, you you know, I was sharing with you like my um my resistance with that, and I was I was really struggling with that because I was like, I know I need movement, I know that yes, movement is actually going to not only help my body and be healthy for me, it's going to be also healthy for my mind, it's going to be healthy for baby, and I know it's also going to help my labor, like I know this, so but I just don't feel like it, like it's such a different experience, and that was part of one of the breakdowns breakthroughs that I had was like fuck I still worked out before of like looking a certain way it wasn't working out for health or because it felt good it was like I'm working out because I need to look a certain way and when I know I look a certain way then I feel good so uh you were helping me quite a bit of just kind of seeing that like I don't need to have like a full workout but if I just do like 20 squats in the morning and like 10 push-ups and just give myself the space to move whatever that wants to look like third trimester I started focusing on doing yoga every morning. And that has been so nice for me and I'm really in my body. Um, yeah, so yeah. micro
1: dosing movement is very underrated.
0: That's exactly what I tried to do. Even like on days where I'm like tired, I'm like, let me just take Deuce for at the park and I'll walk around three or four five times, you know? And like, that was enough. It's like doing micro movements, having an active-ish lifestyle for, you know, um, after I'm done a call for an hour and a half, get up, walk. Uh, or do something basically, but have definitely-
1: Sit on the floor. We eat our meals on the floor. We're yeah, recording true. this class on the floor. Yeah, that's, that's a giant cheat code that I think just for the average everyday person, not even pregnancy specific, yeah. but if you get rid of some of the seating, sitting furniture in your home, yeah. you're automatically going to sit less and you can still rest on the ground. But the idea is you have access to a huge amount of positions and you're going to be nudged to explore different, different positions instead yeah. of being in one position.
0: Yeah. And lastly, last two things without getting too deep into it was uh, working a lot with my nervous system and nervous system regulation and acupuncture. Because that's all intertwined. It's all super supportive together. So That was more the the mental side. Physical. Physical Or the physical side. Yeah, physical.
1: So now now the mental side. Maybe just, and we don't have to go crazy i'll just up. talk
0: about the acupuncture story
1: share the acupuncture story and then share some some tool you know you talk about tools often like i yeah. grabbed my tools and came back what are, what are those tools yeah
0: so i basically started realizing that anytime i get really 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 tired or like kind of like shut down and like this like ugh, energy i'm like resisting something like i don't want that fawn thing <laughs> i don't want to do it like there's a, my system's shutting down like it's trying to protect me Um, Whether that's a real threat or perceived threat, that's the biggest thing. Um, But I started realizing, I'm like, if I just keep submitting to this, like I, yeah, I will never move. Like this is not supportive at all. So I would have to like catch myself in that state of like, okay, I'm fawning right now, which again, if you know this nervous system, you know, we have four coping mechanisms to keep ourselves safe as primal beings as we are fight, flight, freeze, fawn. And the fawn is like, yeah, I don't need to get too much into detail about it. But anyways, let me just talk about my acupuncture story. So mentally, I started realizing, and I heard this a a while ago, where the woman was saying, the way that you live your life on a daily basis is basically going to be a huge reflection as to how you birth. They're fully connected. So I was like, okay, so let me see. Which makes
1: sense, because when in in intense moments you default to your default right like you fall back to your defaults right that you just do without consciously thinking
0: yeah exactly and yeah that's that's what happens during birth is like your limbic brain is off like you can't make rational decisions like you're not there like your body is focused it's full just body primal that's why it's such a primal experience and that's why you're around to make those decisions for me so i started using kind of everyday experiences as like labor training basically. So acupuncture as an example, cause that's the best example and story that I have was like, I think it was two weeks ago or last week I went for acupuncture. You know, she's like, how are you feeling? Symptoms? Nah, nah. I'm like, I'm good. Not bad at all, but you know, I'm getting closer to birth. She's, she's going to poke more needles. And anyway, so I'm on the table about halfway through and I love it. Cause I can use it as a time to like meditate and maybe take a nap for 20 minutes. And it's great. I just love it. And halfway through my body, I don't know what it was, but my body started getting really, really, really hot. My heartbeat started to go so fast and my face is flushed and I'm like dizzy. And like, my mind is like, in fe- I can feel my body going to fear, like just like survival fear. Like my vision was like expanding. I felt like the room was like, really 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 big not in a good way like it was just crazy like my whole body was like a little bit frozen and I was like whoa boy okay it was like so I was like on the edge of getting overwhelmed and like if you've ever been to acupuncture you have like a little alarm you can like press so they can come in and get you or you know whatever if there's something happening and
1: it Almost sounds like a panic. It's like the, the it's feeling a panic, of a panic. It's a yeah. panic button. But what you're just when you described it to felt me the like feeling, a panic I was like, it sounds like the inception of a panic attack. Yeah, and like, like I wasn't even thinking about
0: attack. anything. Like nothing was happening. It really was just like my body having an, an, a reaction or an experience. And so in that moment, I was like, <laughs> I don't know where or how, but a part of my consciousness is like. Labor training, and I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) "Little voice in your head." Yes, it was literally like, "Hello, labor training." Like, here we go. And so I was like, "Okay, deep breath." So I started breathing, like, really deep breath, like using my my breathing techniques, like the four, four, six, two. I was doing that, like what we just did before the podcast. And then I was like, "Okay, my body's freaking out. It's okay. I'm breathing. Four, four, six, two. Okay, I'm doing it." Now there's a painting in front of me. Name things around me. Okay, the painting is red. It's orange. It's yellow. I have a little Buddha statue around me. Like, really, just doing everything I can to come back in the present moment in my body and regulate my nervous system when I literally can't even use my hands because I'm full of needles and I can't move. I can't, like, I have no control. I could take the easy way out and press the button, but I don't. I'm like, nah, I'm going to use this to, like, really teach myself right now. You know, now. panic
1: button when you're giving birth.
0: Right. There is no panic button. So like, what am I going to do right now? And I was just breathing and I was telling my body, I was like, I am safe. It's okay to have a reaction. I'm not trying to bypass it. I'm like, I see the reaction. I see you. I hear you, but I'm safe. This is good. I'm okay. I'm breathing. Look body. We're good. Look at this beautiful painting. Look at these little statues. Like we're okay. And sure enough, boom, gone. I was like that was fucking crazy like it was really intense like
1: that's emotional training for labor
0: yeah I felt like that was emotional expanding basically my capacity to feel and to hold myself in hard moments
1: technically there is a panic button with birth
0: yeah we're not going to talk about it but yes (laughs) um
1: yeah so aside from specific instances like that what can you know that same woman that comes up to you in the coffee shop says hey I know I need to prep physically thank you for telling me all those cheat codes I know i need to prep mentally mm-hmm. you know where do i start what is the how do i start training like where where does a person who where does someone who mental training isn't even on their radar they don't meditate they do nothing they are starting from zero but they have oh an God. awareness that they need to start doing something what is the first micro step to that person that you would rec- that you would not tell them to do but like offer an example offer a template to someone who's completely lost and needs a little bit of guidance?
0: Do elevator music? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think actually I would say, listen to Free Birth Society podcast because Birth is and Is that pregnancy. what it's actually called if you yes. look that up? Okay. Yes, Free Birth Society podcast uh, on Spotify and Apple. And, and Fountain if you want to be paid sats. Yes, hopefully Bitcoin. it's there. Um, but yes. it, is.
1: it is. I listen to a few. Free birth? And I got paid sats.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, because pregnancy and birth is such a subconscious thing, we need our minds to really have hard evidence of what's possible for us. So the more stories you're able to have in your mind and your subconscious as to what's possible for you and how beautiful your experience can be and how amplifying it can be and how liberating it can be on so many layers. You need to find evidence that's if it's available for you. And if you don't find that you're just going to result back to just listening to everyone and what they have to tell you about their experience, which most of the time it's nothing good, uh, unfortunately. So I think just through hearing the stories and just kind of like binging on those podcasts and the stories, because it's just, it's just, it's literally a podcast full of stories. There's no coincidence behind that. It's like, they made it that way because they know that that's what pregnant women mothers need is stories of other people's experiences and what they went through. AKA also why we're doing what we're doing on this podcast. And also
1: I lied. I looked it up. I listened to free birth podcasts on fountain, but free birth society is only on Spotify.
0: Got it interesting didn't know that um yeah so
1: story is the og learning technology it like is. humans learn through play and storytelling were the og primal yes most and i i really think our hardware is still wired to learn from those two things more than anything else more than textbooks yeah. more than whatever it's like hearing a story playing and experiencing something firsthand if you're really paying attention those will yield the most potent insights and yeah. that's I think one of the advantages of the podcast medium is like we can, we cannot not tell anyone what to do ever, but no. just share our stories and maybe yeah. inspire people to explore different paths.
0: And through those stories, like I, when I was listening to a lot of them, like it's funny because I don't know, probably two months ago, I felt called to stop listening to everything for some reason. Uh, and the more I did that, the more I started trusting myself and trusting my body, which was really cool. But before, when I was listening to a lot of stories about free births, Um, And women's experiences through wild pregnancies, I was like, Oh my God, that's doable. Oh my God, that's doable. Like I didn't know what was possible for me until I heard those stories. And yeah, mentally, like we need that. You need that. So I would say to do that for sure.
1: Cool. Great advice. And then that, you know. Through those podcasts, they'll talk about emotional training, physical training. Oh, they all the, talk about the everything.
0: Things. And I think like, I guess the last piece I would kind of share is whatever you listen to, like take what resonates, leave the rest. Like don't get crazy psycho on all the little details. Like hear people's stories, the ones that you like relate to the most. So like, meaning there's a bunch of stories on there, like, you know, uh, uh, a free birth after two C-sections or whatever. I'm like, obviously I don't relate to that. So I'm not going to listen to that, you know, but yeah. I'm hearing like, I'm seeing titles of like, her first birth was a free birth. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, let me hear her experience because it's a first time mom. Like, I want to hear that. I want to relate to that. Uh, And then sometimes there'd be listening, I'd be listening to podcasts and I'm just like, yeah, this is not like my body was like, no, like, I just didn't want to listen to it. It didn't feel like mine. And I, I stopped and I just moved on to the next and that was it.
1: How cool is it that to take responsibility for the experience of birth, you have all of these people in this global internet library of stories. You just have to find the right ones. And it's so empowering to hear someone else have an experience that wasn't even on your radar as possible. And yeah. now maybe you're not gonna seek to have that experience, but now that you know that end of the continuum has been expanded, maybe yeah. the experience you thought you wanted to have is closer to that end yeah. or changes. Yeah. And, and also just visualize your own experience. Like I've visualized, quite a few times what it could potentially look like Me for too. us and I actually think that doing that allows you to get rid of some of these subconscious fears of what yep. it, of the unknowns yep. not to say you're going to visualize the exact thing you're no. almost certainly not going to yeah but the value in that is actually that you're you're like preparing your I think that's part of the mental training element yeah. is visualizing what if someone said what is your ideal birth experience well you we can't yeah. answer that start to think about. we it. had
0: to talk a lot about that and I constantly throughout the pregnancy would go back and think like and even like yesterday I did I use Christian hypnobirthing um, app and they have like visualization exercises they have like affirmations they have meditations Um, they also have like a full program that I'm not a part of but um, and I like the Christian aspect because there's like God involved which I very much relate to because I want to believe and choose to believe that God wants me to have the best experience and wants to make sure that, yeah, it's like my ideal birth. Like every morning I pray for that. I'm like, thank you, God, for showing me what I need to do and shift in order for me to have the best experience that I'm meant to have during this birth. And, um, and thank you, Willow, for showing me like I know she wants to have a certain experience of her birthing in the world. And I trust that she's showing me every day what I need to know in order to prepare for that. So I think that's also very important for sure. Awesome. Yeah.
1: I think that's good for today.
0: Damn, that was long.
1: That was hour 42. So wow. So that was our, uh, you know, the way we see it is we're going to do three three episodes that are focused on birth. So this is our pre-birth episode. Yeah. We'll record one after Willow is born to share yeah. the experience of birthing that's and how so that exciting. goes. It's very exciting. <laughs> and then I think it would also be good to record one towards the end of the fourth trimester to Agreed. sort of share you know, like even now you probably have preconceptions of what the fourth trimester could look like yep. postpartum. And surely it's going to be different from what we expect. And Do
0: you want to explain what the fourth trimester is?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, people typically look at birth as, you know, being pregnant is, is chopped into the framework of three trimesters, three uh-huh. chunks of time. But one period that people uh, perhaps under-focus on is commonly called the fourth trimester, which mm-hmm. is a three-month period after birth um so there's actually a book called the fourth trimester i think it's by kimberly kimberly ann clark yeah i think it's her name yeah ruth loves her yeah and um, i'm sure ruth is listening to this <laughs> too is, shout out to you ruth i know you're <laughs> probably listening you. to this in your kitchen cooking <laughs> a meal so we she love be you shocked when she hears um, this <laughs> but i think what we'll do is on the next on the one after willow's birth maybe we'll share a book list because i didn't probably would have been yeah. better prepared for today but yeah um, we'll have a list of books that we read and learned from, and that we found value in. And yeah. uh, Jim, if you're listening, thanks for all the book recommendations. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was our pre-birth episode. Um. Uh, thanks but for yeah. Listening. The fourth trimester. Oh yeah, fourth trimester. So, so what yeah, is it? <laughs> the it's three the, months after. It's birth? three months after birth. So the postpartum, the postpartum period immediately after birth. Yeah. Which also includes something that's commonly known as the sacred window, which is six weeks out. The six weeks right after birth is yeah. a very important sacred. Uh, impactful period for both the mother and the baby and father and father of course yeah um but yeah in the fourth trimester so far I think that the theme I'm getting is that this is this is not something people talk about enough and is actually critical for it's it is part of that's what they call the fourth trimester it's part of the experience of pregnancy yeah I think there's you know I think everyone's probably heard the the words postpartum depression, and I think that there's
0: a lot of reasons why that happens. You know, it's for sure.
1: We're not going to pretend to know what those reasons are, but I think just like the experience of pregnancy was different from your perception of it beforehand, I think I think we're gonna have it's gonna be. I'm excited for it, and I think we're gonna learn a lot, and maybe we can share the story so that others can have a new template for what postpartum can look like, and not be nudged into believing the common cultural narrative of how it's done right now, because that old world story, I think is a shitty story. Yeah, And I don't think it actually aligns with natural biology. I think it's a phenomenon of unnatural culture that um, fosters that, yeah. so okay, we'll do one then. Uh, so we'll do one after birth, we'll do one uh, after towards the end of fourth trimester. Um, do you wanna ask your, I'm not, I just asked a shitload of questions, so I'm not mm-hmm. gonna ask you any more, but do you wanna ask me, know per our two question each thing at the end of the podcast is there anything you want to ask me before we sign off are you still annoyed no I'm not
0: annoyed <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> <was> just asking <laughs> Got an, uh, yeah that was
1: right before the right podcast, before podcast. There was a we had a,
0: yeah we had a conversation that both of us were like oh we hate that we're a little bit of, i think we were more annoyed because we were annoyed that we were annoyed
1: yeah, like we we um, messed up the pre-podcast vibes. Yeah, um, but we we calibrated it before. Did some breathing. We did
0: some breathing and some tapping. Some tapping. Yeah, we we're good. Okay, cool. So. Uh, but no, I don't really think I have it, like any questions. I, I I'm excited to do a podcast where I ask you all the questions. Right. Uh, but my so, my brain's a little bit like mush right now, to be okay. honest.
1: So, thanks for listening. If you're here, thanks for taking care of yourself. Remember, Spotify charges you each month. Fountain pays you Bitcoin to listen. So check this <laughs> podcast out on Fountain. And if you enjoy the podcast, you can actually loop some of the Bitcoin you get paid back into, um, you know, express that this podcast is giving you value, if you so feel. Uh, buy your shoes at SoulFreedom.ca, so leave you not your feet up. Leave us a re- oh. leave us a review where wherever Spotify you Spotify or iTunes. Also leave us a review, but also buy your shoes at SoulFreedom. <laughs> <laughs> Use the code fam one word, you get seven percent off and five percent of what you spend supports the podcast. And yeah, next week Tash is gonna interview me about Bitcoin. Why I care so much about it? And you know maybe some questions that you still have about it that you haven't asked me mm-hmm. um, Or questions that you commonly receive from friends if yeah. you're mentioning Bitcoin. and then I can also kind of share the work uh, that I'm doing as a Bitcoin consultant in the new year. And uh, that's it for this episode. We love you. We love y'all. Y'all. Take care of y'all selves. No, that's too much. That's too much. Take care of yourselves.
0: Abort, abort. Ciao for now. Bye. Thank you guys so much for being here, for listening to this really vulnerable episode. If you want to stay in touch with us and our journeys, make sure to go check out Jedi Fam on Spotify, Apple Fountain, and stay in touch with me even through instagram i'm off right now but i'll be back at the beginning of december 2023 with a brand new baby girl and hopefully as a change woman <laughs> i'm very excited for it all right enjoy your gorgeous day wherever you're at thank you for being here i love you i see you i hear you and i can't wait to see what the future holds for all of us